Oh, devastating news. Devastating news. Trump is detaining a hundred thousand children, more children than any other country in the world. And it is the result, it is the disgusting result of Trump's family separation policies pushed by that Nazi Jew, Stephen Miller. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. But don't let the truth get in the way of your narrative, journalists. The numbers they were actually using were actually under, hmm, Obama. Yes, Barack Hussein Obama had the highest rate of children in detention in the world. So when they heard that it wasn't Trump's fault, they took the story and they pressed delete. No correction, just a quick deletion. Nothing to see here. If there's any more evidence you need that these people are operating as a wing of the globalist left, this is it. No, I'm not gonna talk about the impeachment hearings because what is there to talk about? It's a hoax. It is a continuation of the coup that started with the fake, phony Russia investigation. I mean, who are these people? Have you even heard of these people? None of these people, these star witnesses, excuse me, stars? I've never heard of them, stars. None of these star witnesses, quote unquote, knew anything about anything. Oh, in my opinion, yes, I, I think there was a, a quid pro quo. I wasn't there. And then there were the ones who were on the phone call, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, Jennifer Williams, they didn't know anything about Joe Biden threatening the Ukrainian prosecutor. So what are we listening to them for? All we're getting is their opining, their opinion. They have zero credibility. They are partisan actors trying to take down the president and it is a disgrace. All right, our sponsor today is our old friends at home, Title Lock. Take a moment and forget about Russian hackers and elections because what I'm about to tell you, believe it or not, is worse. Cyber thieves are stealing American homes, and guess where your home's title and mortgage documents are kept? Well, now they're kept online, on the internet, wide open. Your signature and everything thieves need to take over your ownership of your home is easily available online. And what happens is thieves, they come, they forge your name off the title, and then they refile the deed so it appears that you sold it, even though you didn't. And then they go to these unscrupulous lenders and they borrow money using your home's equity. And then they disappear into the night and they stick you with the payments and bank insurance and identity theft programs. They don't protect you, but guess who does? Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock puts a virtual firewall around your home's title and mortgage and they monitor the black market to see if your home is for sale on it. Your home's equity is your retirement. Your emergency fund, it is everything. So let me help you protect it with 60 risk-free days of Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, enter your address to see if you are already a victim. Defend yourself at HomeTitleLock.com. That is HomeTitleLock.com. So a bunch of these news outlets reported that 100,000 migrant children were being detained by the Trump administration, and it is the world's highest rate of detained children. It was first reported by outlets like Reuters and Associated Press and NBC News and Al Jazeera, and then it went on to TV. And yet 
you know, the cable networks, they're too busy right now. They're too consumed by this impeachment scam, this hoax, to take notice of this story. But eventually it did. It made its way up to the local stations in Georgia and Cleveland and Los Angeles and Texas stations like KFOX Morning News and Texas Watch. According to a new study by the United Nations, the U.S. has the world's highest rate of children in detention. The U.S. reportedly accounts for more than 100,000 children held in immigration-related custody. In terms of overall, and now I'm talking about children with their parents or unaccompanied children or minors, um, the United States uh, is one of the countries with the highest numbers. We have more than, still more than 100,000 children uh, in migration-related detention in the United States of America. Um, so that's far more than all the other countries where we have reliable uh, figures. The U.S. has the world's highest rate of children in detention. Unbelievable. The poor children. But funny enough, funny enough, the very next day, he acknowledged that the cited number, that 100,000 number, actually was from 2015. Well, was Trump president in 2015? No, which means that number must have been under Obama. So yeah, uh, that's a bit of a eek. That's a bit of an oopsies. In fact, that is the definition of a fake story. Fake. The number was under Obama, not Trump. Obama. Oh, well, we can't report that. So Reuters, you know, an objective news outlet, objective news outlet, right, right, right. They released a retraction with the headline story on U.N. study on child detentions withdrawn. Yes, withdrawn. Not, not corrected, just withdrawn, deleted. We're not going to issue a correction. We're just going to pretend that we're just, nah, gone, withdrawn, withdrawn. And I'm going to read you the full story that they wrote to withdraw it because it's not very long. And it goes, quote, a November 18th story headlined U.S. has world's highest rate of children in detention, says U.N. study, is withdrawn. The United Nations issued a statement on November 19th saying the number was not current, meaning it was not under Trump, but was for the year 2015, a.k.a. under Obama. No replacement story will be issued. No replacement story will be issued. So in other words, in other words, because it makes Obama look bad and not Donald Trump we're not even going to bother looking into it. We're, we're just not going to report on it. No additional story will be released. We're not going to investigate it. We're just going to delete it and move on with our onslaught of anti-Trump diatribes. Very similar situation came out of AFP, French news agency, who released a similar statement after they realized that their story was fake. You know, it's almost as if, uh, it's almost as if these outlets are working in concert. Their statement said... AFP is withdrawing. Withdrawing, does that word sound familiar? This story. It's the story, of course, that said, breaking more than 100,000 children in migrant-related U.S. detention, says the U.N. That was the original story. The author of the report, that's this NOAC guy that you just watched, has clarified that his figures 
do not represent the number of children currently in migrant-related U.S. detention, but the total number of children in migrant-related U.S. detention in 2015, a.k.a. under Obama. So we will delete the story. Just delete it. They will just delete the story. Now, as journalists, you know, they could... They could write a story about how child detention is actually lower under Trump than it was under Obama, and that indeed Obama had the world's highest rate of children in detention, but that would make Trump, that would make Trump look too good. So they can't, they can't do that. So we're just going to delete it. NBC also ran with the story, the fake story. So therefore, they also had to issue a correction. But of course, being NBC and being hacks, they still had to include that nonetheless, nonetheless, even though the 100,000 figure was under Obama, the U.S. is holding far more children than our other countries. Well, from other countries from which the U.N. has reliable figures. Yes, of course, they have to throw in the reliable figures number in there because they know the countries we're getting reliable figures on does not include uh, China or North Korea. Because, I mean, you think, you think here in the United States we're detaining more minors than in those countries? No, I don't think so. So they have to say, countries from which we received reliable figures. But let's talk about the countries from which we do have reliable figures. So we have the highest number of detained children. I don't know. Could that be because we have one of the most poorest borders? Could it be because we have some of the worst immigration laws in the world on the planet? And that more people are using children to exploit getting into our country than other countries with reliable figures? No, can't be that, say the Democrats. No, it must be Stephen Miller's fault. This is a disgusting result, quote, of Trump's family separation policies pushed by Stephen Miller, who has cited white nationalist propaganda in promoting his views, the DNC war room initially wrote. Completely unaware that in this tweet that you're looking at, they're actually dragging the Obama administration because it happened in 2015. They continue, it's also apparently a violation of a UN treaty, the Convention of the Rights of the Child. So what you're saying is Obama is a white nationalist who also violated the UN treaty. Guys, in, <laughs> in reality, no UN treaty is being violated. The border is overwhelmed, all right? That's what's happening. That's why these children are being detained because the border is overwhelmed. The border has been overwhelmed since Obama, the number of children and families arriving at the border is and remains to be overwhelming. And considering that the number of families arriving at the border is now actually more, Trump is actually detaining far fewer children as far as a percentage amount goes. Finally, the number is going down, though. But according to CBP data, about 72% of those apprehended at the border in May were families or children. On the other hand, in 2012, back when Obama was president, only 10% were families or children. So we've got more families coming with children, or at least people they say they're children. The numbers were higher under Obama in terms of detention. So if anything, Trump's zero tolerance policy is working as a deterrent, which was the whole point. 
That's the whole point of family separation. Zero tolerance, or uh, child separation, as the left loves to call it, was designed to be a tool that stops migrants from coming with kids who often aren't theirs. To stop them from coming and flooding across the border. Because you want to know something? No one should be exempt from the law. And if you come with your kid, you will be separated from that kid unless you want the kid coming into jail with you. I think the better option is to have two separate detention facilities. And so what happens is that they keep these kids temporarily and because of the floor settlement, they keep them for a very small amount of time and then whenever they can, they release them into the interior. And of course the courts insisted that the floor settlement must remain in place. And so they have to release them into the interior and they try to do it and release them to the closest relatives. So these kids have it pretty good. They were dragged through the desert by their irresponsible parents, by their negligent parents or these smugglers, and they get to be detained for about 20 days, and then they get to be released into the greatest country in the world. And yet, we get screwed by it because these kids are being used as pawns by both the Democrats and the smugglers who bring them in, who let them into our great country in an effort to irreparably transform the country. The only silver lining in this is that the apprehensions are going down again. Southwest border apprehensions decline in October. Believe it or not, the DHS initiatives have actually led to a decrease in illegal activity, hallelujah. U.S. Customs and Border Protection Acting Commissioner Mark Morgan announced today border enforcement results in October, the fifth consecutive month to see significant decline in apprehensions and inadmissible cases at ports of entry along the southwest border. You ask me, it's better to have them in detention than in the country. Because even though Obama would, would temporarily keep them in detention, he'd eventually release them into America. And Trump said Nope. Instituted a zero tolerance approach. Obama still detained them, but then let them out. Trump's zero tolerance approach said, no, and if you are not the parent, you say you are, and the child is not yours, you don't get to come in. And so to fix this and to settle this as quickly as possible, they've actually in some locations along the Texas border set up tent court systems so that these asylum cases can be heard quickly. And you know what? If they're bogus, it's time to go back to your country. It's time to go back. No, you cannot come in. Again, under Obama, they all got let into the country. Not under Trump, because we cannot continue to allow people who the Democrats are intentionally letting in in droves because they know they will eventually become Democrats, come into the country as children who will grow up into people who hate this country. Los Angeles Times, this is what we will get. You know, the adorable little kids, well, they eventually grow up. Teenagers, young adults, that's what they grow up into, who despise America, who hold up the Mexican flag. They write profanities on their chest, and they oppose any propositions to treat them as the illegal immigrants that they are. And yet, funny enough, you see them saying no to Proposition 187. Well, what is Proposition 187? Well, Proposition 187 prohibits illegals from using non-emergency healthcare, public education, welfare, social services. So that's what they're protesting here. They want all of the benefits of living in the United States, 
but none of the responsibilities. None of the responsibilities like adhering to our laws, like understanding our founding documents, our constitution. None of the responsibilities like respecting our culture, our values, and our way of life. So yeah, they're children. Oh, these poor children in cages. But children grow up and they become this, or even worse, MS-13. You want to know why no other country with, uh, with reliable numbers has as many children in detention as we do? Because they don't put up with it at the border. They don't let them in. They enforce their border. They take in migrants, that's a completely different system. But you can't just come in, be put in a detention center for 20 days, and then be let go into the country. That's not how it works anywhere else. They enforce their border, we do not. And Trump is at least trying to. He's being restricted every step of the way, and Congress obviously needs to step up. But in the meantime, and I've been saying this for over a year now, Trump has the power, he has the executive power, he needs to use his executive power to shut down everything. Then the number of children detained will be how many? Zero. Zero children detained if he shuts it all down. No asylum, no nothing, for at least a temporary period until we figure it all out. That will bring the number down to zero. Zero children detained. Will that make you happy, AP? Will that make you happy, Reuters? Will that make you happy, NPR, NBC? Of course not. But it would make the country a hell of a lot safer. All right, say the impossible happens, right? And a Democrat wins in 2020. I don't know. I don't know. Say, say we get a President Joe Biden. What will you do if the Democrats take over in 2020 and then they try to confiscate, excuse me, buy back your guns? What will you do if they try to make you register your guns or institute red flag laws that basically let anyone who doesn't like you file a claim against you, which will let the police therefore come and take away your legally owned guns? What if that happens? What if the Democrats take over either in the White House or in Congress or even at the state level and implement laws like that? What do you do when the people in power show open hostility to your Second Amendment rights. You shoot them. No, I'm just kidding. But you can take a page out of the progressive playbook and institute a sanctuary state for your Second Amendment rights in the same way that cities like Houston and Seattle and Los Angeles and San Francisco and New York and Washington DC and Portland and Burlington all refuse to cooperate with federal authorities regarding detained illegal immigrants, you know, people who shouldn't be here in the first place, in that same way that they are practicing civil disobedience, some states and counties in America are adopting sanctuary resolutions to protect their citizens from unconstitutional gun laws they're trying to implement. Virginia just flipped to a solidly blue state, lucky them, and so the blackface-wearing, baby-murder-endorsing Governor Ralph Northam has promised to crack down on law-abiding citizens' gun rights. Now, I don't live there. I live in D.C., where owning a gun is a nightmare. But many of my colleagues do live in Northern Virginia, 
And Northern Virginia, by the way, is not like real Virginia. Northern Virginia is where all of the DC rats go to live when they want to leave, leave the city. So it's basically like Southern DC. So all of my colleagues who do live there are worried about their rights to protect themselves. And so what's happening? What are they doing? A lot of the people in the state are acting up and are exercising their rights. And so in Appomattox County, which you may remember from your history classes, the site where the South surrendered to the North ending the Civil War, they unanimously passed a resolution declaring itself a Second Amendment sanctuary. Yeah, but Miller, don't you think it's hypocritical to support these sanctuary cities that you've been speaking out against? Because you've opposed sanctuary cities that protect illegal immigrants. Nope, I don't think it's hypocritical. Because guess what? I am a citizen of this country. And as such, I have constitutional rights. And I do, in fact, have a constitutional right to protect myself. And I expect the leaders representing me to uphold that right. An illegal immigrant, on the other hand, does not have a constitutional right to sneak in to America and live here without repercussion. Sanctuary city. Yeah, it's a sanctuary for criminals and a hellscape for people our constitution was designed to protect. The very constitution that affords me, a natural born citizen of this nation, my second amendment right. A true sanctuary is a place where I can go and know that I can be protected from the unjust reach of government. And it is protection that was codified for me in our founding documents that I rely on to protect my other right, which is my right to life. It is that simple. And if there were ever a need for a sanctuary state or county, it would be one that protects its citizens against a tyrannical government. A growing number of jurisdictions in several states have declared safe zones for gun rights. Good. Pass all the laws you want. I ain't giving up my guns. And I don't want to see violence. I really don't. I really don't want to see violence over this. So the solution is noncompliance with anything that violates our rights. We've been given these rights. You can't take them away. It's that simple. And if they still want to violate our rights, they still want to take our guns, then I'm sorry, it will have to be, as Charlton Heston said, from my cold, dead hands. Yes, sir. It will have to be through force and through blood. But the blood will be on their hands. That's what the Second Amendment was designed for. If they want to infringe on our, on our rights, that's on them. Because we have a document that says you may not infringe on these rights and we have the right to protect ourselves. So we are in the right and therefore you are in the wrong and therefore the blood is on your hands. That's what the second amendment was designed for. Hunting is fun, of course. Skeet shooting is fun. We love that. Hunting deer, fun. Going to the gun range, fun. But the Second Amendment is not about fun. The Second Amendment was designed for self-defense against a despotic government. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.